We learned on Sunday on Dafchavo of how important it is in, in halachic and psak to find solutions within halachic framework. And that, that's the role of a, of a posak, that's the role of a rov, is to understand the human dilemma uh, that is created by halacha sometimes and to navigate within the, the structures of halacha to be able to find solutions. Where that does not apply is ben adam lechavero. When doing so would be at the expense of another person. You find a solution for A, but that's at the expense of B. You find a solution for yourself, but somebody else is, is inconvenienced because of that. Um, and so when it comes to ben adam lechavero, when it becomes to interpersonal, and that of course covers the whole area of business and our professional activities, because whatever we do in that area affects other people. And so in those areas of business and profession, it becomes critically important that we don't do what we do in other areas of halakha. In other areas of halakha, we find solution. In the areas of ben adam lechavero, we take a much more severe and, and strict approach on, on, onto halakha. And we have the case in the, in the Mishnah Dav Chavtes and Mudalif of um, Abashol ben Botnis, an, an interesting character appears a few times. He lived in the period of the second Beis Hamikdash, about 200 years before its destruction, uh, a Tana in Eretz Israel. And he was a businessman. He had a shop. He used to sell wine and, and oil. And uh, we're told that among the, among the things it says about him was the, uh, that even during Chol Amoid, he used to prepare his business the night before. So he would pour out the, very, the containers of oil and the containers of, of wine. Why, says the Gemara? What is Bitul Beit HaMedrash? Rashi explains, He was a great Talmud Chachim. And people would come to ask Shilas, on, especially on Cholamoyed, when they weren't working, they would come to ask him things. Um, and therefore, on Cholamoyed, he, uh, he didn't want people to come and find that he's busy with his, with his business, busy pouring oil and wine, and he can't talk to them. So he used to work at night, probably through the night, to prepare his business so that when they came, he could, uh, he could apply his attention to their issues and not have to pour out, uh, not be pouring out the wine. Uh, then the Gomorrah tells us an important story. Uh, they were pouring wine and oil, he and, and his colleagues. And the thing with the wine, as Rashi explains it, is that when you pour the wine, it's a little bit like beer. In, the, in those days, the wine was probably fermented in that way. So there was a foam at the top. So now somebody comes and, and brings a bottle and you fill the bottle with this wine, and it's foaming at the top, and if he takes, the, takes it away, then the foam settles, and there's still space at the top of the bottle, so you've actually delivered him less wine than he purchased. So Abba Shol ben Botnit had a problem. At the, after a few days, he found he had extra wine, which he had sold, but had, nobody had taken delivery of it, and he doesn't know who it belongs to anymore. People are coming. He's obviously got a big business. You can see from the fact that he used to work through the night on Cholamoyed that he had a lot of people. He didn't know who it belongs to. So he took it to the Gizbarim. He took it to the treasures of the Beis Hamikdash, and he said, you'd better use it because uh, for, 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 for and thing, for, for Hekdash, I, I, I don't want to use it. So they said to him, You don't have to do this. It's not required of you. 
because you people left it there voluntarily. You were ready to fill it up. That, that was his minag. He used to wait for the foam to settle, and then he would fill it up. But at, at this time, everybody was in a hurry, and they took their containers before the foam was filled. But we also don't want to be involved. We don't want to be involved in it. You take it. We don't want it. So here you've got a, a whole lot of money with a big argument taking place. They're saying we don't want to touch it, and the Gizborim are saying we don't, we don't want it either, we don't need it. If you want to be machmir, so in business, be machmir. There's no place for kulas in business. In, there's place for kulas in Orachayim, in Yoradea. Kashrus, you can find a kula. Shabbos, you can find a kula. Business, no kulas, because every kula you find in business, every light of you you find in business, somebody else is paying for. What right have you got to find a lighter way and somebody else is paying for your kula? That you can't do. So if you want, if you really want to be machmir, then apply it to infrastructure. Give it to President Biden to put into the infrastructure bill and spend it on building waterways and, and, and improving sewage and so on. So this, this idea that we've got to be so careful when, when it comes into matters of, of business, uh, Rashi says uh, that why did they come before the Gizborim? Why did they want to give it away? At the end of the day, it, clearly, it, the, it's not their problem. Clearly, they were willing to fill the, the containers. It was the buyers who were in a hurry and didn't want to wait for the extra, so they all went. So it's really not. Kisvurin says Rashi, so why didn't they just be makdishit? If they want to give it away to the Beis Amikdash, they could be makdish. They could say, this belongs to the Beis Amikdash. Why didn't they do it? Why did they take it to the Gizbarim and donate it to the treasures and the treasures to be makdish? Rashi gives two answers. One, they thought maybe they're not able to be makdish something which doesn't belong to them. The hektish has to belong to you. You can't donate something to hektish which isn't yours. And maybe they thought it wasn't 100% theirs, and therefore hektish wouldn't work if they were makdish. Or they knew the halacha very well. They knew that they could be makdish it. But havale gezel ba'ila. The Novi Yeshayahu says, Ki ani Hashem ohev mishpat sonei gezel ba'ila. I am Hashem who loves justice. I hate theft. And that word, ba'oilo, is key to this whole, understanding this whole piece of Gomorrah and to the way we approach it in business. Ba'oilo means inside the oilo. It's not an oilo begezel. It's not what the Yeshayahu says, a korban that is brought with money that is stolen. He says the gezel, Hashem hates gezel, ba'ola. So a person brings a lamb as an oilo, and there's some dishonesty in how he acquired that lamb. The gezel sits in the oilo. We have to understand that gezel, we talk about avak gezel, the same as we talk about avak loshon, avak means dust. So you have to know that, that when there's gezel, when there's financial dishonesty, it sticks to the object. There's contamination, there's like a dust on the object. And for these chachomim and sadikim, that was like radiation. That was like coronaviruses on the object. They, were, they, didn't, want, they weren't, didn't want to touch it. Get rid of it, take it away. And there was no way to get rid of it. So how did they get rid of it? Explains the Marsho they, that by giving it to the Gizborim, says the Marsho, there are two techniques here. They're giving up. They're, they're being mafia. They're removing themselves from any responsibility. The owners of that foam have certainly not claimed anything. They've removed themselves. And the Shinui Rashut, there's a new owner. That's the way 
to, to transfer it so there's no cheshash gezel. And you've got to ask yourself, okay, so he's going, going through legal techniques and selling it and giving it. And those are all legal techniques, but if they're worried about the avak gezel, if they're worried about the, the, the dust that, that sticks to it, so you see that what they wanted is there's no way they could remove the, the dust for themselves. That contamination is there by a new owner taking it who had no connection with what went before. Again, so there's no halachic gezel. It's not as if legally it, legally it didn't belong to them. It's just a tzavak gezel. It's, it's weird. It's just a, the dust of gezel. And the way to get rid of the dust is to transfer it into new ownership so the new ownership doesn't have any, any, any attachment to it at all. And then the marshal asks further and says, um, so why didn't the, why didn't the Gizborim accept it? Why did the treasurer say, use it for, for, for infrastructure? Why didn't the Gizborim accept it? So the um, the Marshal answers, "Veishlomadel chumre ba'al masuken dinirek ein gezel kiven delo shamu amechila beferish ma'akrenim." Since nobody had was was witness to the buyers saying, "Don't worry, we don't need the foam. It's okay." Nobody actually heard them say it. It looks a little bit like gezel. It's nirek gezel, um, and it's back to that idea of avak. So even the Gizbarim said, "Use it for infrastructure. Don't don't bring it to the base hamikdash because it's so in a gezel ba'ilo." The Rebbeinu Shalom perceives the dust of Gezel in an oiler and doesn't want the whole oiler. He just doesn't want it. And we have to be the same way. This is talking about um, Gezel or Avak Gezel when there when are Jews involved. But it's the same if it's with the non-Jews or with idol worshippers. We have to be very careful. And not only do we have to be careful because of the financial implications of somebody else paying for my coolers, but I have to be careful because when financial issues, there's an issue of, of Chilul Hashem. And Kiddush Hashem and Chilul Hashem applies not only by, um, uh, in front of, of Jews, it applies in front of Goyim as well. And we, the, there's the famous story, which I bring here in the Makurus of the in, in Medrash Rabbe in Devorim, of Rabbi Shimon ben Shetach, who bought a donkey, and then the Talmudim, they found a, a diamond on the, don- on the donkey, and everybody said... I'm smiling on you today. Look what a fortune. You've won the lottery. And he said, I bought a donkey. I didn't bring, buy the diamond. Go and return the diamond. And the Yishmaeli says, Boruch Hashem Elokei Shimon Ben Shetach. That's important that a guy should say, Boruch Hashem Elokei Shimon Ben Shetach, instead of Chas Sholem, the opposite. That's important, we see in Chazal. And the Sefer Mitzvah Gedolus, which in Tildush Shulchan Aruch was the Sefer HaMitzvah, that's where you pass in Halacha from, 13th century Balatosvah, the Sefer Mitzvah Gedolus. Writes, and it's so important. I've taught the, the exiles from Yerushalayim who are in Spain and other parts of Europe and in Edom in, in various parts. Now that the Golos is going on a long time, it's important for the Jewish people to give up all the nonsense and cleave to Hashem's. Hersher. What is Hashem's Hersher? We're always worried about the Hersher. What Hersher is it? Is it Badat? Is it Beisdin? Is it this? Is it? The Hersher of the Rebbeinu When it comes to business, there's only one Hersher. The Hersher of the Rebbeinu There are no Batei Din that give, give Hersherim to, to, to businesses. The Rebbeinu Shalom. And what is the Hersher? Aleph Mem Tov. If you see Aleph Mem Tov, you know there's a Hersher. Emes. V'shelo l'shakeh lo l'Yisrael v'lo l'goyim. And not to be dishonest with a Jew or with a non-Jew. There's some, some religions where it's a mitzvah to be dishonest with an infidel. That's not ours. 
it makes no difference if you're, they're part of our religion, if it's our brother or it's not our brother, or it's even the, the, the smug suffered at the hands of the non-Jews. And we'll see later the Be'er HaGoyla, the Vilna Gorn's great-grandfather, suffered terribly at the hands of the non-Jews. And in Simon Shin Memches in Chosh and Mishpet, he talks about how crucial it is to be honest with Jew and non-Jew alike. And to be Mekadeshim Shemaim, even with something this mutter. And never say something that's dishonest. And never be deceitful. Listen to this. This is so important. Please send this out to everybody you know. This is so important. Every Jew who is involved in business, which means every Jew, has to know this. More important than knowing Hilchas Shabbos. More important than knowing Hilchas Kashrus. This is what every Jew has to know. So that when the Rebbeinu comes and brings the Mashiach, Yomru Agoyim Bedinasa, Kihiyaman Shayemes. The Goyim have to say, oh, Yeshukeach Rebbeinu they deserve to be redeemed. They deserve Eretz Yisrael. To have the whole world saying, we don't deserve Eretz Yisrael, we've got to look inwards. It's all very well saying, anti-Semites and United Nations and, and liberals, look inwards. Are we creating Kiddush Hashem where the Goyim look at us and say, they deserve Eretz Yisrael because they're Anshe Emes? Or do they look at us and say, they're deceitful, they cheat, they're this, they're... We've got to be so careful, says the Smug in the 13th century. The non-Jews, when Mashiach comes, will say, look at this Rebbeinu He's chosen a band of thieves and deceitful people, and he's done miracles for them. What kind of Rebbeinu was that? And that's Chilul Hashem. And that has to be avoided. And so he goes on. And bring, brings riots and proofs, and that, and that is, and the, and the Be'er Agola says at the bottom, that I've seen many Jews who've tried to do to trick a goy or to, 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 be, to be deceitful in their business and their wealth doesn't last. And I've seen many people who are Makadashim Shemayim, and if they have a customer, even a non-Jewish customer, a stranger, somebody they don't know, who they who makes a mistake, they return the mistake, they make the difference. Um, those people leave their wealth to their children. They're their sustaining legacy and wealth. This is something we have to teach. This is something that the people have to know. To go to go Hashem. I once had a shaila in, in South Africa, a very uh, difficult and complex business shaila, and I sent it to two gedolim. Uh, the one I won't mention, the other was Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. And the one... Godel wrote me back a long shuva about how if you do it this way and that way, you can get around it like this and you can get around it like that and it's okay and it's all right. And, so, and Moshe Feinstein uh, wrote to me and said, I'm surprised at the question. Don't you realize that there's a chashash of chilul Hashem? No matter how you do it, it's possible that out of this could come a chilul Hashem. And don't you know that that's a yahareg va'al yavo, that's something for which you sacrifice your life? You don't risk it? Uh, and it's interesting that I'd sent a second Shaila to these same two people involved Cholov Yisroel. And the first, the first Godel wrote, I'm surprised, the same words, and the two answers came on the same day. The first Godel answered and said, the Posek answered and said, I'm surprised at the question. This is Cholov Yisroel, Cholov Akim. Don't you know that that's not allowed? How are you even looking for Heterim? There's no way you can be Matthew. And Moshe Feinstein said, it can, it can be. It's so interesting. On the Choshen Mish, they use the same language. The one on Yorodea, the, the, the one poet says, I'm surprised at the question, how could you think? 
And on the other is Choshen Mishpat, where there's a Cheshash of Chidosh Hashem, Rav Moshe Feinstein says, I'm surprised at the question, how could you even think? We have to be careful with this, we have to be makbid, we have to look for every opportunity to be Mekadosh Hashem. People who are in business have the opportunities. People who are sitting in Kola don't have those opportunities as much. A person who they have it, of course, because everybody's trading and everybody's dealing. But a business person, a professional, has this opportunity every day of his life to do something that is Mekadosh Hashem Shemayim, and that's what the Rebbe wants from us.